Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Obviously, we talked about last night in Iowa already in terms of the data points. The Trump basically 51%, DeSantis 21%, Nikki Haley 19%, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, had almost 8%, drops out, supports Donald Trump, and now we're on to New Hampshire a week from today. Our good friend, Ozzy Palomo from Chart World Strategy, he is a supporter of Nikki Haley, joins us here on Brian and Company. Ozzy, good morning. How you doing? Morning, Brian. How are you? What's on the ground? Are the kids no school? What's the deal down in Fairfield? They canceled school, and I just had that uh, kind of annual conversation with my wife of, when we were young, we would go to school in much tougher conditions, yeah. So, uh, but we're stuck with them, and uh, we'll have a fun snow day. <laughs> As before the lawyers got involved, uh, Ozzy, that's, that's <laughs> the bottom line. Listen, so my, my takeaway is, you know, Trump, you know, if he got over 50, it's obviously a big win. I, I It seems that DeSantis has a lifeline now. Are you mildly disappointed that Nikki didn't come in second? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think the, uh, the expectations out of Iowa had always been Trump would win, DeSantis would come in second, and Nikki had to perform well. Uh, I think given the fact she had so much momentum uh, in the lead up to Iowa, I think maybe those expectations for a lot of folks probably got a little lofty. Uh, but Haley didn't need Iowa like DeSantis needed Iowa, right? I mean, I think to your point, he needed to come in second. Uh, and it's a lifeline moving forward for how much longer, who knows. Um, and then I, I think even with President Trump's win, look, it's an, it's an impressive victory given the, the you know, the, the landscape. Um, but, if, you know, if you still have close to somewhat of 50 percent of the electorate that was looking for an alternative for him. Uh, so I think I think he obviously was a strong win, a strong showing. But I think it shouldn't be read as that, you know, moving forward, these, you know, DeSantis and Haley are just going to bow out because of a 50% win in Iowa. I think I think there's still a lot of game left. So having said that, just to point out, and I, I, I have to point out, the last seven polls in Iowa, Haley was either tied or ahead of, of DeSantis. And, and But still, I mean, it's 19% relative to where things started is still – um, better than expectations were maybe two, three months ago. Now, my question... Yeah, look, and I, I think, it, you know, going a year back, if you would have told the DeSantis campaign that they would be within a point or two of Nikki Haley in Iowa, they probably would have laughed you out of the room because they were so confident in their operation. And truth be told is, he still had a pretty decent operation, still performed, you know, probably not as well as they thought, but good enough. And, and I think going forward, there was, you know, conventional wisdom that there was always going to be three tickets out of Iowa, and you know, and that played out. Right. So we got three. I mean, everybody wants, I mean, Haley supporters wanted to go down to two and DeSantis supporters want to get down to two with him still in it. So when it comes to New Hampshire, where Haley is clearly polling second, 
what does she need to do? I mean, she needs to knock out DeSantis, but all she she needs to send a message to everybody else that she can compete with Trump. What is what is sort of your best case scenario, and what is your realistic scenario? Yeah, look, I, you know, it, it was on to New Hampshire. She said it yesterday during her speech. She's there today. I think she goes into New Hampshire with really high expectations and and, and momentum to carry it forward, but with a little, you know, very little margin for error for her. And so I think she has to perform. She has to either win New Hampshire outright or have a really close second place finish in order to move on to South Carolina, which right. is no easy territory for her. It's not Nikki Haley's South Carolina right today. Um, but, you know, I think she can do it. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, has impressed me about her has been her campaign discipline and her ability to strive in kind of moments of pressure. Uh, and we'll see how she does here in the next week or so with, with rallies and, you know, being present in the state. Uh, there's a debate, you know, CNA's debate tomorrow with ABC News. We'll see how she does there, uh, assuming it goes on. Uh, and then it's on, you know, for the voting on Tuesday. But I expect her to have a pretty strong showing, strong effort. And again, she's got she's got a performer. Do you think third place? Because now with Ramaswamy and Christie gone, there's really third place is last place for DeSantis. Do you think third place knocks him out, or does he make it to Super Tuesday? Yeah. Again, I think both. Let's get one thing straight, right? I mean, Trump is clearly the front runner. Trump is clearly in a position of power and momentum going into New Hampshire. And I think both Nikki and Ron DeSantis have to perform well where they're expected to and then figure out what the path forward is. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if a third place finish in New Hampshire, you know, ends it for Ron DeSantis at this point um, because he hasn't really played much of a role in the state, hasn't really had infrastructure up there. You know, he's in South Carolina today, you know, even though we're a month out from voting. So I think his expectations is to try to kind of downplay his performance in New Hampshire and try to kind of drag it out to Super Tuesday, to South Carolina and into Super Tuesday. I don't know if that's sustainable. Um, But the same goes for Nikki. I think she's got to really do well in in New Hampshire or else that path becomes a lot more complicated and difficult. Uh, But, you know, we'll see how it happens. We're talking with Ozzy Palomo from Chartwell Strategy here on Brian and Company on WTIC News Talk 1080. Do you think it was a mistake? I think you go back to that debate where people like, would you support Trump as the nominee? Like even if he was convicted, do you think it was a mistake that, that they didn't get more people on that stage early in the campaign to say like, no, I wouldn't support him? Like it seems like everyone. I mean, you can comment on Nikki aside, but like it seems like, with the exception of Christie, everyone sort of just accepted the dynamic as Trump where he is, and they were afraid to to stand up to it. Yeah, I mean, look, I think if you're Chris Christie, you were never going to raise your hand because you had made a calculated decision that your entire campaign was to go after Trump, punch him in the face, and stand out from the crowd as your kind of differentiating factor. So that that was no surprise there. Uh, I think with the rest of them raising their hands, so, you know, saying they would support him, they're they're playing in a Republican primary. The president, the former president, is still very popular in a Republican primary. So they're not in the business of alienating voters; they're in the business of trying to bring them into the fold and into the other to 30, 40% of people that don't want Trump, you know, so they're looking at this as a way not to divide, but a way to kind of sustain them, you know, whatever momentum they were. Right. But do you think that was a mistake? Do you think that was the right move? Like Christie couldn't pull it off, but maybe finding a lane was the right way. And if you seriously wanted to beat Trump, don't you think you kind of needed to do that a little more strongly? Yeah. I think you could have gone after Trump or, you know, all of them could have gone after Trump in a much more forceful way and, and still can. Right. I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, 
Iowa. Now, that's the other thing that people kind of, you know, a lot of people like to focus on the fact that we, you know, the results in Iowa were the results in Iowa, but it's the first contest of, of several to come here in, in, in short time. Uh, so I wouldn't read too much into that other than, you know, again, the, the expectations were met. Trump was expected to win. DeSantis had poured $150 million in the state and was expected to do well. Um, but I think as far as taking Trump on, I personally would have liked if all of them would have kind of differentiated. You saw DeSantis start to do that a little bit more as of late. I think Dickey started to do it a little bit more as well. Would I like that process to have started earlier? Absolutely, because I think showing the difference and the options and the fact that there's an alternate path you know, to this nomination would have been important. Um, but let's see if they do that between now and, and voting uh, next Tuesday in New Hampshire. Yeah, I'm looking forward to New Hampshire a lot. Uh, thank you, Ozzy. As always, great stuff. We appreciate the input. And obviously, we'll catch up real soon. Sounds good. Take care. Enjoy the snow day. Ozzy Palomo, Chartwell Strategy, joining us here on Brian and Company. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.